Shabbat Shalom, and welcome to another episode of A Christian Voice. Ebola, what a good crisis. Couple it with a new and scary virus strain that's been taking down our precious children in the Midwest areas, and hey, we might have some leverage here to work our progressive agenda. Here are some quotes from the Obama administration. Now, people may come and go, or change positions within the White House conglomerate, but the beliefs, goals, and dare I say, agenda, remain the same. This first one is from Rahm Emanuel. Quote, You never let a serious crisis go to waste. And what I mean by that, it's an opportunity to do things you think you could not do before. End quote. Hmm, what sort of things require a crisis, sir? This next one's from Monica Lewinsky's ex-boyfriend's wife. Yep, you heard me. Sorry, Mrs. C. That's not very kind to you. Not your fault, and you were a wonderful example to forgive him. You're a great wife, just a very scary politician. Quote, never waste a good crisis. End quote. By wasting it, you all mean failing to play upon the instability the good crisis has instilled in the populace in order to implement your progressive agendas and make power grabs. We gotcha. We simply don't agree with you, but we do understand you perfectly well. And thanks for publishing your playbooks. Hmm, which playbook do we find that in? Could it be Saul Alinsky and his book Rules for Radicals? Radical was an earlier term for progressive, liberal, the left. Let's hear how Mr. Alinsky states it. Quote, Never let a good crisis go to waste. Create one, if necessary. End quote. Hmm, let's see now. Who has mentioned Saul Alinsky as being a major influence in his life and development of ideas, values? Could it be Obama himself? Dear, dear, this is starting to fit together a little too well. So, we didn't buy into all the other attempts to manufacture a good crisis, or even to let one go to waste. Remember how we were all in such peril from the following? Swine flu. In 2009, they tried to convince everyone there was a worldwide H1N1 pandemic. I don't know of anyone in my entire area who got it. Maybe you do, but I don't live in the boondocks. If it wasn't here, verifiably here, impacting someone in your world, guess what? That's not a pandemic. That's a claim, a mere statement. Statements don't stand alone, unless God is the one making said statements. And it wasn't him. Avian flus, so lethal. So global, so many people suffered. Um, didn't they? How many exactly? Hmm. So all of these were supposed to be pandemic, yet they magically disappeared from attention once they were unsuccessful in creating a general panic. Huh. Anyone remember the salmonella in our fruits and vegetables scare? And last but never least, the several decades long push to terrorize us through the threat of global warming. 
Yes, I am old enough to remember. To have lived through so many revolutions of the hype. To experience a definite cooling trend, which they have brilliantly now claimed is a part of the whole threat. Oh no, it's getting warmer. What shall we do? Oh no, now it's getting colder. How shall we all survive? Oh no, we can't recognize patterns or adjust to fluctuations. The end is near. Yeah, folks, it actually is near, but not through global climate change. Because Jesus is coming again, probably soon, definitely sooner than anyone will expect. The Holy Bible says he will come as a thief in the night. That doesn't mean silently, it means unexpectedly. That passage is talking about the timing of Jesus' return. Make sure you're ready, please. So why are we buying into this one? Why are the fear tactics working this time? Why are American citizens being taken to court to force them into isolation when they have no symptoms of Ebola? Sounds to me like another right that's no longer protected. In fact, in the name of public safety, it's actually being removed. Everyone in the nation has been watching this happen, watching our country fail and going right along with it because we'd rather have big government pretending to keep us safe than have freedom rather than being true Americans and taking care of ourselves, keeping our own families protected. Why on earth do we need government to do this for us? That's not the purpose of our government. As stated in another show, the purpose is to protect God-given rights, not to be a power-hungry big brother to control and dominate every facet of our lives, even with the excuse that it's in our best interest. Excuse me, I'm kind of touchy on that one. I'll decide what is in the best interest of myself and my family. Thank you, but no thank you. So, who exactly sports in this fear-mongering? I've shown here, through their own words, it's dem libs out manufacturing crises left and right. Not the rest of us for noticing it and speaking of it. Now, for the other side of the coin. Let's say that all of the above is wrongly perceived or interpreted. Let's say that all of these terrible plagues are real. They are happening. And they are happening on the scale of the ridiculous media that lives off of overhyping molehills and presenting them to us as mountains, says that they are. Forget for the moment who's causing them, or where and when they were created, released, or started. Let's just say that random plagues are overtaking the entire world, one at a time. On such a scale, we should all be wetting our pants and choosing to be forced into mandatory isolation, even if we have absolutely zero symptoms. Let's say it's not actually a pathetic attempt by the left to control the idiot masses through fear. What then? Where does that leave us? What does that mean for planet Earth? Well. Believe it or not, this one also relates back to the Holy Bible, like the rest of life. Back to what Jesus of Nazareth said while he was here on earth. He was asked when he was returning. He gave some signs to look for. He said, when we see these things happen, they will be the beginning of the end. He said, start looking up. 
toward him because he was drawing nigh. That means coming near. What are those signs? From the books of Matthew, Mark, and Luke in the New Testament of the Holy Bible. You shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. Nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. Pestilences. Other ways to say that are plagues, diseases, mass outbreaks of deadly illnesses. Do we have wars on earth? You bet. How about nations and kingdoms rising up against each other, like Russia against Ukraine? Sure enough. Famine anywhere? Mm-hmm. Earthquakes. In diverse places? Where have we not seen unusual earthquake activity recently? Wow, I should do a show just on the rise of these signs and how they've all come together, all at the same time, all in our lifetime. And that last one? Pestilences. Topic of this show, isn't it? What then should we do? Folks, God's word is very clear that when Jesus returns, the only people who have a chance are those who already believe. With the exception of a certain remnant of Israel, which you're probably not a part of. We are warned that now, right now, as you're listening to this, is the acceptable hour. Now is the time you must choose. You're either choosing to repent of your sin, leave it behind, and run into the forgiving safety of Jesus, Messiah, Savior, Christ, or you're choosing to stay condemned in your sin. Your heart is making that choice as you hear me today. Choose Jesus and live. Thanks for listening. Copyright 2015. A Christian.